Ring, ring. Hello, dummy police. Yes, there's a strange dummy lurking around my house. Okay, yes. Thank you. Goodbye. Hey, Badger. Hello and welcome to Sex Time, Kelly. Hello and welcome to Sex Time. It's been almost two months. It's been a while. Yeah, a lot of life has happened in the last several weeks. I don't remember a lot of it. <clears throat> About life? Mm-hmm. The holidays happened. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the not much... The Mandalorian happened. What? The Mandalorian happened. The Mandalorian happened. Um, <clears throat> cats happened. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We went through that together. Yeah. We didn't have to. We kind of did, I feel. I mean, we we did regardless. I feel like we did it in the way that it was totally optional, but if one of us was going to do it, then both of us had to. Mm-hmm. And we did it. Yeah. I have only regrets. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it was one of the most horrifying things I've experienced, but I can't help but laugh now. I'm so mad about it. We still don't know what a jellicle is. I buy that thing that it's it's just uh, an abomination of dear little cats. Mm. It's a cult. Death cult. Dear little death cult. <clears throat> I have a frog in my throat because I've been sick for about two weeks off and on. So that's been fun. Gross. Uh, you're not feeling well either. I think I'm fine now because I slept so much. Hmm. Well, that that's nice. Um, uh, life happened. Oh, yeah, it sure did. Uh, I don't know how much I want to get into anything. Do you want to get into anything? I mean, your stuff is so interesting. Is it interesting? It's pretty interesting. Um, well... At the time of last recording, I had been seeing someone, um, and I've blocked him from basically everything, but there's a good chance he'll probably listen to this when it's posted because he seems hell-bent on being in my life in some capacity again. Unacceptable. Um, <clears throat> uh, it turns out he's a, a liar, mm-hmm. a manipulator, mm-hmm. uh, a womanizer, mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately for him... Uh, some of the scorned women have found each other and realized, oh, uh, you're not the piece of shit that he described you as. Maybe he was the piece of shit. Um, and it's kind of a sorority of, uh, I don't know that they're Scorpios, but it feels like they're Scorpios. So. I mean, we were Scorpios. Yeah. I uh, sure didn't like them. You're breaking up like a robot. Oh, that's bad. Mm -mm. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't care for him. Uh, I did not. I, I gave him kind of a, meh, you know, for you. Mm -hmm. But had, had we met independently, um, wouldn't like that. 
Well, I've learned some things about myself and about the world. And uh, I'm, I'm good. You know what? I'm just, I don't need to go down that path again. So, yeah. Yeah. You just be stuck with me. Oh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, what else has been going on with you? I know that the lack of daylight must be affecting you. What, how are you handling things? Uh, well, it affects like one other person in the building I usually start my days out in. And we stare out the dark window and do quiet primal screaming together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's about how it's affecting me. I was late helping some people move because I was sitting there with my book and my coffee of a Saturday or Sunday morning and thinking, oh, you know, it'll be, I'm not supposed to be there until eight. I'll wait until I like him. I'll know. You were cutting out there. No, I was pausing. Oh, well, you were, you were also robot sounding again. You know, our work has things where we can make podcasts. Mm. I have a microphone to do in-person ones, but it's so hard to be in person. I guess we could have been in person today. Mm. That would involve showering, and I'm not feeling like that right now. Would it? Uh, it would for me. I would need to. I mean, you know, I don't care. I know you don't, but it would be for me. Um, well, uh, life soldiers on despite our best efforts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, shall we begin discussing what we came here to discuss? I guess that we have to. Yeah, we made this deal. And, and we shall see it through to its bitter end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, f- the first thing we're going to do, as always, is talk about Sex in the City to get it done with. Um, so we are on Season 3, Episode 7, and it's Drama Queens. And it's basically like relationships that are easy to manage must have something inherently wrong with them that we just can't figure out. And... Um, Everybody is making their life more difficult than it needs to be. Yes. That's what I got from that. Cool. Egan is weird. He is weird. I know that, like, so Carrie is, like, he's too perfect. That is unnerving. There must be a problem. And I might just invent a problem so there is a problem. And that's, like, Carrie being, like, she's starting to spiral. And that's kind of her behavior is, like, she cannot not have drama, you know? Um, but he is, he's like too calm and weird about everything. It's, it's unsettling. I mean, why though? He wants her to meet his parents and they've only been dating for three weeks. What do you think of that? Um, I don't know. I mean, parents are just people, right? They're just people who don't like you. Who don't like you? <laughs> well, for most people, um, introducing someone to your parents is kind of a big step because then the probably the most interested parties in your life are now keyed into what your situation is. And they can make your life miserable as a result. So it's kind of something you don't want to do casually. 
So three weeks seems soon. But then again, I did something pretty similar, like almost 10 years ago. So, but I was an idiot. Well, who's not an idiot sometimes? Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, I thought it was very funny that um, Carrie wakes up in a panic because something must be wrong and she can't figure out what it is. And she goes through everything and all of her bills are paid. Everything's on track. Everything's organized. She hasn't missed any appointments. I'm like, which Carrie is this? Because this is not Carrie. Carrie's a wreck. (laughs) And she's like financially very irresponsible a lot of the time. So that was out of character, I believe. Yeah, that that definitely is. Uh, I guess consistency is her inconsistency is her consistency. Hmm. Um, what did you think about how Miranda seems to enjoy uh, the simple pleasure of doing Steve's laundry, um, and then? despite the fact that she finds skid marks on his underwear, she's still down to do his laundry. I, I didn't love that. I mean, I think you know that. <laughs> oh, no, who would like that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you watched this show when you were younger. What did you think of that? Do you remember? No, I don't remember mm-hmm. that part. I don't remember that part. I will say that one of the things... Um, when I was in a long-term relationship that I think helped was that we just each did our own laundry and I'm a firm believer in that being the case forever. It makes life a little easier and you don't have to deal with somebody else's shit stains. Yeah. I mean, also this is gross. Like clean yourself up, sort yourself out. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Samantha loves Viagra. She loves it when that doctor she's dating takes it and then he's very powerful in bed. And then she takes it and it's like out of this world, apparently. Um, and I know that some women have taken Viagra. I've never heard of this sort of reaction. No, I've taken it and it doesn't do anything. It's just a vasodilator. Did you take it for blood pressure? No, I took it because I found some and wanted to see what would happen. And nothing happened? Your arteries were probably happy with you. Probably. I guess I did a mountain sickness on a mountain. And then um, that was kind of that. The doctor's like, what kind of monster have I created? And lets her have a prescription for Viagra and then doesn't see her again. <clears throat> Charlotte is so hell-bent on getting married that she reads a book on applying business principles to dating. She calls the other women dysfunctional, which is not wrong, but it's very pot kettle black, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she desperately like hounds this guy who's going to set, um, who's part of a married couple who's going to set Charlotte up with a friend and she like, doesn't hear anything, doesn't hear anything, leaves like stalker level messages. Yeah. That was crazy. Um, She's not okay. And then it turns out that he is preventing her from meeting this guy because he's actually in love with her. This guy that 
refers to as her future. Yeah, she's not okay. No, nobody in this is okay. Nobody in this is okay. Um, and then uh, as she's escaping him, she falls in the street. A cab stops, and the guy who gets out seems very, uh, very charming. And it's a really unfortunate meet cute. Um, what do you think of the guy? Who? The huh? The the charming dude, or from the ta- from the taxi? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, are we even meant to think anything of him? We do get his name. Um, it's something like stupid, stupid Pat, right? It's Trey. Uh, okay. Man, you are really robotic right now. How do you know it's not just? Mm, I don't think you can do that unless you swallowed a computer. <laughs> Yes, we'll, we'll get there in a we'll get there in a second. Um, let's. Uh, I want to try something different and actually talk about the question that Carrie asks. So, do we need drama to make a relationship work? No. Expand on that. <laughs> why? Why would you? Why would anyone? Because it's exciting. I guess some people might think that it's exciting to their to their um to have to try to make it all kind of worthwhile because you had to fight for it maybe no i've i've had my share i think it would be cool if things were real easy yeah (laughs) i mean like post-recession life throws drama at you whether you want it or not Mm. yeah yeah we have enough yeah, don't really need to go go seeking it. Um, so then uh, Carrie goes with Charlotte to the opera, and she sees Big, and she freaks out. Did you th- did you think we might be done with him? No, I know just from from the culture that he like appears and reappears like a phantasm throughout the entire series. Mm-hmm. In seeing him, Carrie realizes that he put her through the ringer and she does want something uncomplicated. So despite um, not hearing back from Aiden and uh, starting to panic, she meets up with him and his parents for breakfast, and which is kind of like borderline appropriate behavior. But the kind of uh, I am paranoid about wh- where we stand after I haven't heard from you for a couple of days so I'm going to do something drastic. I hate that because that is that is something I think I would do. You kind of get driven to this like, I don't know what is happening and I'm starting to freak out. So I'm going to do something kind of stupid because it feels right. Um, so, but, but he's cool with it because he's cool with everything because he's Aiden and he's totally unflappable. Yeah, he does seem like kind of. I don't know, emotionless. It's weird. Not really invested. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I know, I know what happens with him, and you don't. So, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen with them? I mean, I hope he kind of goes away. Like it just fizzles between them, and they just kind of 
don't talk about it much anymore. Yeah, because he's weird. Okay. Is there anything you liked about this episode? I don't think so. I mean, Charlotte's thing was bizarre. And Miranda's thing is bizarre. And Carrie's thing is bizarre. Mm-hmm. So, what's up with that? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> All right. Well, that was another episode of Sex in the City as we chip away at this monolith. I mean, we're trying. Definitely had some setbacks. Yeah. Like time and life. Yeah. Also, if I'm distracted, it's because I'm not invested in this show and I'm trying to figure out what my bra size is. You can get measured. The internet says... Like, I've always been, like, a 34 or 32C, and now it's saying I'm a 32 triple D. No, I, no. So, that's not correct. You are are absolutely not a triple D. I mean, that's just, that seems wild. Because it's not true. You tip over. Yeah. And... Also, that just seems like a a big jump. I haven't tried conventional bra sizing in a while, but it seems like even even like a 1D is a a stretch for me. I can guarantee you that it is because that's my cup size. Never seen. So, I don't know. What? Seen you naked. We need to stop and start again. I think you're really cutting out. So, I'm just going to cancel this recording and save what we've done so far and then we'll start again okay can you get somewhere with better connection no not really okay well we'll try it again okay okay pause for intermission yo i'm back from intermission did you figure out your bra size in the last four minutes no still don't know Mm-hmm. It's not a D. And I know that you haven't seen me without clothing, but I think it's kind of obvious <laughs> M- more or less what my chest size is based on like how I can't wear a button down shirt. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to try on some of your bras. You don't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, remember the way I, I normally dress is actually fairly modest. And you were, when we went dress shopping on our treat yourself day, you were very surprised to find out that I had boobs at all. Mm-hmm. Because I think you normally wear, like, sports bras that, like, squish you down. No, I just wear, you know, I don't have a lot of plunge neck things. So speaking of awkward things. Adventure time. Let's talk about uh, season three, episode 23, Another Way. Yes, I would like to know what you thought of this. Um, so I think the story is pretty straightforward. Uh, Finn and Jake are hurt. Jake hires weird clown nurses. I'll get back to that in you a remember second. remember why they're hurt? Because they I can't jump off of birds. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, they're told that by the nurses this is the only way to get better finn hates it so he's gonna he's reading the enchiridion i got it right right yeah 
and <clears throat> finds out about um, like a, a cyclops mm-hmm. that has magical healing tears. So he's going to get them. And along the way, he gets several obstacles and he's told that this is the only way to get to this thing is to go down this, this false dichotomy path or you can't cross this river, this, that, and the other thing. And he gets so like stubborn about it and so mad about it that he kind of wreaks havoc to get to the Cyclops. And then he does eventually procure the tears and he sees the error of his ways. So um, the details of this, I think are what make it um, so charming and funny and relatable um, because I felt um, very, connected to the level of frustration and stubbornness that Finn experiences. It's a very like adolescent type of, well, you can't tell me what to do. Um, and I'm going to ignore logic and I'm just going to do what I want to do. I think this was Finn expressing his agency over his own healing process. That too. But the way that he does it is um, he becomes kind of destructive. The more frustrated he gets. But then we all get a little cagey when we can't run around. (laughs) Well, that's you. If I can't run around, I'm like, cool. (laughs) I'm just going to sit here forever and die, I guess. Um, Let's talk about the weird clown nurses. Yeah. They are disgusting. They're deeply disturbing. They um, heal by kissing toes. And Mm -hmm. um, they fart little heart shapes and um it's so jake has hired them and they're staying until the job is done and they seem very almost like it's kind of perverted now i don't want to kink shame jake he can do what he wants but he's kind of like inflicting this upon finn that's where it's getting weird um they're very weird yeah, they're very um, disproportionate, lumpy, you know, kind of the, it's an exaggeration of the reason people generally are are worried around clowns, the, the hands and features. How do you feel about clowns? I'm not one of those people that's inherently uh, afraid of them or a phobia of clowns. But, I mean, I I think the face just, you know, it's disturbing when you see somebody who's uh, purposefully distorted their facial features for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I remember my, I think my aunt, when I was growing up, had, um, like, a, either a lamp or a figurine that was, like, a sad clown holding balloons. It's like, why would you want that in your house? I don't know. Her relatives have a lot of weird stuff in their houses. What are you talking about? Oh, my grandma? Yeah. She's not biologically related to me. She's still your relative. Yeah, grandma. and she does have weird stuff in her house. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um... One of the things I thought that was funny is that the path that they, um, Finn is given the choice. He has to take one path or the other. And one is the hair fall off path. And the other is a path that makes you smelly forever. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just um, curious to me how these sorts of situations are constructed. Like, did the Cyclops make it so that that's how you get to him? Or should I just, like, accept that this is the logic of the universe and not think about how it got to be that way? Uh, we could do either. I mean, that's really the the uh, magic of Adventure Time. Kind of whatever. Um, I don't get the impression that the Cyclops made it that way. Mm-hmm. But he could have. Maybe just took advantage of existing features. Yeah. He's pretty belligerent. Mm-hmm. He's the one that's belligerent. <laughs> Finn is Finn almost kills that little dude's wife. Yeah, he feels bad about that. That's a that's a reality check for him. <laughs> so what did you think of all of this? Well, I mean I I I have kind of learned to take these kinds of episodes at face value. Mm-hmm. Mm, I the clowns might come back. I don't know if the Cyclops does. I don't want no, the clowns. It's not, like, it's not like these are, you know, super recurring themes. I guess the big takeaway is that Finn at the end recognizes that there's different strokes for different folks. Mm-hmm. Growth. What's your takeaway? Kind of the same. Um, I just, I felt... Um, like I said, that the level of frustration he's feeling is very relatable, especially when you are um, an adolescent and you don't have very much agency. That sometimes when you're told no one too many times, that it can drive you to um, behave irrationally. He was and, right, though. That's not necessarily irrational. No. So him wanting to get healed a different way, I think, was rational but i think the level of frustration from the the obstacles he's encountering as he gets there is where he starts to behave irrationally right Mm -hmm. because he um goes like bonkers and instead of getting the wheel out of the tree he throws the melons and almost kills (laughs) kills that woman that's not rational that's him expressing frustration so been there i mean i have not thrown a cart of melons at a little dude little hairy dude's wife um but i've done things out of frustration that i probably should not have and they were teaching moments and i did not have magical cyclops tears to fix the damage so i don't know (laughs) i don't have much else to say (laughs) yeah um the exact part but books I'm reading. Body Keeps the Score talks about how a lot of self-destructive behavior is a mental illness. Might um, be trying to physically cope with rolling emotion. Mm-hmm. And the thing I like about that book is it takes it for granted that body and mind brain are all integrated. Irrational prefrontal cortex like thing of of your body and your feelings it's all very interconnected mm-hmm. which is why Finn would just throw that wheel it's relatable what it's relatable that Finn would just you know throw that wheel 
Yeah. I have definitely done my share of wall punching. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Any anything else? Nope. Okay. I found some toffee. What? I found some toffee. You found toffee. Mm-hmm. You're eating while we're we're recording. Mm-hmm. You're already difficult enough to hear because you're glitching, mm-hmm. and now you're eating. Mm-hmm. Wow. I you wanted to do this. You wanted to do this too. Yeah. I just wonder who's actually still listening at this point. (laughs) This is the process of recording is really what this is about for us, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Adventure Time, Season 3, Episode 24, Ghost Princess, which is a very charming episode with some classic sleuthing from the guys and um, solving the mystery of Ghost Princess's death because she's doomed to haunt the mortal plane until she finds out how she died and then there's some twists and turns did you like this episode yes are you surprised about it um i uh like that we previously met ghost princess and this has not seemed to be an issue until now so it's it's a uh, um i i don't I don't know why I like that, <laughs> but um, they've met her before and this has never come up. So it's kind of like maybe she's experiencing a new existential or post existential crisis. Um, I like that there is food based trauma because same. Um, <laughs> I, I like um, Finn's bad cop um, <laughs> because uh, it's very clearly a theatrical interpretation of a bad cop when they're trying to get answers from the other ghosts in the graveyard about if they know how ghost princess died. Um, I wish we had seen Jake's bad cop. Even he doesn't get to be bad cop. He steals, he pilfers from the graves and says he doesn't realize it's wrong, but like (laughs) what would his tough guy be in this situation? I, I would have loved to see that. So maybe that'll come up again. And then there is um, the actual discovery of how Ghost Princess died, which is she was locked in battle against the man that she loved, seemingly, you know, in ancient times, perhaps, I don't know, or uh, in the past, in the Adventure Time universe, um, because Clarence is still alive until pretty recently, so... We don't know how old he is. Yeah, that's the the timeline really throws me off in this episode because it does seem like uh, a distance of both time and proximity Mm -hmm. when the the fateful event occurred. Mm -hmm. But then when you see Clarence, it's, you know, it's not that long ago. Mm -hmm. Like this cheese-based trauma is pretty recent for Jake. Right. So um, Ghost Princess dies in battle because Clarence kills her. She realizes that so she can finally ascend, but Clarence still doesn't know how he's died. And um, what happened is, I guess, because of the the grief and the trauma of having killed the woman he loved, he is in a convenience store guzzling uh, softy cheese. And, <laughs> and a lot of it. And he, he guzzles so much that he explodes. Mm-hmm. 
And then when he realizes that's how he died, he can ascend as well. Um, Ghost Princess has forgiven him. And then Jake is able to reconcile why he doesn't like softy cheese with this um, experience. And he can eat softy cheese again. So um, while they're figuring out what happened, Clarence and Ghost Princess are off seeing like a show, Spirit Wave, which is kind of like Ghost Blue Man Group or something. I don't know. I thought it was kind of like the light you know the water thing from the bellagio yeah something like that it's some sort of like dancey artisticy thing with ghosts um and clarence is like incredibly smooth he's like wooing this gal and um he just says all the right things and ghost princess actually feels like she doesn't need to have her death solved because she's kind of found some solace at this point in time but Finn and Jake figure out that Clarence was the one who killed her. And so they need her to know that. But she forgives him. And then uh, he died. He figures out how he died and all as well. Um, so you, I wanted to ask you, w- would you forgive Clarence? Uh, me? For yeah. Me? No. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, it seemed like kind of an accident. Well, I mean, they were in battle. Yeah, but I'm I'm still not sure that he meant to actually plunge a knife into her heart. Hmm. I just but, wonder. You know, intention is meaningless. He killed her. Yeah. I wonder why they couldn't just, if they really did love each other, why they um, couldn't reconcile and maybe share conquest jointly or something like that. That they had, they had to fight each other in battle. And obviously their respective sides of this were more important than their love for each other. So I don't think I would have forgiven Clarence either. Yeah. But maybe death, maybe death puts things into perspective. Perhaps. I think hatred has a, has a short half-life. So what did you think? Uh, overall, this episode just generally bums me out. Really? Yeah. Talk about that. Because you see this you know these two warrior people and they're both cut down and have this sort of bleak semi-transparent existence now and we don't know what the 50th dead world is like like is it good or are they okay with having died it it just seems sad i don't i don't get the the impression that death is super terrible in this universe like when they're interrogating ghosts um clarence like throws cheesy poofs at the one who's being nasty to ghost princess and that ghost can eat the cheesy poof too as he goes (laughs) back into his grave which is funny um i don't know um death doesn't seem to be kind of like the end in this universe (laughs) No, clearly not. Like that, that veil is pierced. Mm-hmm. They can, Ghost Princess is dead, but they can still talk to her and, and help her resolve things. And the ghosts have like an active cultural life. Like they go see Spirit Wave in like an auditorium and they eat ghost popcorn and it seems to be a good time. Yeah, I guess it, it still just bums me out. Life just seems pretty okay sometimes. 
I guess I'm surprised that that's your reaction, but I mean, she died a warrior's death. That's nice. Yeah, we should all be so lucky. Yeah. Well, yeah. We may be given the chance. How so? I just assume at all times that like half a dozen people are on the dark web planning on shooting up our work. Oh, yeah. Yes, where we work um, is a target. Pretty high value. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there are times that I... Um, I, I hear things because of where I work in our organization that make that, um, reality not seem so abstract. We're kept very safe. Um, we, uh, we work behind doors that have badge access and things like that, but, um, it is something that we can't forget, but there's other stuff too. Like when we went to see cats and we saw that warning about how to evacuate and we both were like, this is not in case there's a fire. Yeah. <laughs> this is in case there's another Aurora. <laughs> so um, just at any point in time, the, the nature of being an American who leaves their house means that at any point in time you could be gunned down. So mm-hmm. that's a comfort, you know, that's something that's like, I'm, I guess we must all just be okay with cause we don't do anything about it. Yeah, apparently thoughts and prayers are mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you and I, we both work in, well, I work in multiple buildings, but one of them is your building, and the two buildings we work in are probably the most secure, safe buildings on campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we worked in different parts of campus, they're, they're both just full of guns. They, they are f- like, there's so many places that just anybody can go without having to empty their pockets, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a matter of when, not if. Mm-hmm. Before you started working there, there was um, somebody at, um, not on our specific campus, but down the hill, I don't want to give too much detail, although I think it's pretty obvious that everybody knows where we work, whatever. Um, somebody was there in the early morning hours, like, swinging a katana around. Just somebody was walking through the property, swinging a knife, a blade, a sword. So. Interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, every everybody we work with also carries knives. They don't carry katanas, though. No. Half the people we work with carry guns. To work? I mean, in your building, certainly. Oh, well, that's issued by the, yeah, anyway. You know, Chris has a katana, he says. Yeah. And that's his plan in case shit hits the fan, is he's going to defend his family with his katana when I don't think he can lift his arms over his head. He also just lacks the inherent conviction to to do something like that. If you are planning to kill another human being in order to save yourself, you have to be willing to do that at any point in time. And I don't think I've ever seen him get that passionate about anything. Uh Uh-uh. So that's not going to do anything. He's going to die. Yep. Hopefully the person will have mercy on his family. 
Oh, we live in such a strange world. <laughs> Shoutouts? <laughs> Was there anything else you wanted to say before we move on? No. It's, uh, I'm, I know that we are past the Yeah. I was really disappointed in any actual games. Oh. Yeah. I thought there you know, people in drag in this episode. And it was a pretty big disappointment. Just like most other aspects of the show. Okay. Well, let's do our shout outs. Emily and Kristen. Yeah. That's about it. Uh, to my knowledge, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, Kristen. Despite th- this, you maybe, still do it. Maybe Jordan? No, I don't think she's got the time. Mm, that's fine. But um, if she does, thanks, Jordan. Can you text me the password to Hulu? Yes. You changed <clears throat> it. Oh, I sent you the new one. If you search your messages for it, if you search, search your messages for Hulu, it should be there. Okay. I'll, I'll look. If you don't find it, let me know. Um, social media, we have not updated in a while. Um, a little bit on the Instagram. So we're sex time pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, but Instagram is probably the place to find us. So follow yeah. us there. I guess I can update it. With something. Yeah. (laughs) Our our motivation right now is just, it's the fact that we're even recording is kind of amazing. It's been a weird couple weeks with the holidays falling on Wednesdays. Yeah, it's been, it's hard to know even like where or when we are. Yeah. And it's not like, it's not like it's been a normal time either. I mean, no. a lot has happened. Like, yeah. it's maybe too much to to even consider all at once. It's been a weird. Well, we're officially in a new year. So maybe, maybe it'll be different. Maybe. <laughs> she lied to herself. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure that it will. Mm-mm. I mean, I guess, like, I'm thinking back and I don't even know how to quickly summarize um, anything there were some really good things that happened in the last year um, we've both um, found a lot more direction in our professional paths mm-hmm. um, and we've taken like active steps to move forward in them and it's not just an idea it's, an, it's a plan that's being executed that's really good um You've discovered brooches, and you're making me a brooch person as well. Yeah, do you like your brooches? Yes. There's, there, I, both of them are on sweaters right now so that I can um, keep them. I can just, like, pop on that sweater, and there's my little, like, red fox head. <laughs> which is so red panda. I, th- I think it said it was just some, some like, a non-specific animal. It specifically a red panda. Oh, that's not what the tag said. I thought it was a red panda, but it was like, anyway, I've met a red panda. 
I know. That's why you got that brooch. Maybe you should post a picture of me meeting a red panda on Instagram. And you can post a picture of your red panda brooch. Yes. Yeah, lesser rusty red panda. Hmm. I don't know what I was reading then. Anyway, it's super cute. And I love it. Um, Let's talk about pop culture real quick. Do you have anything that you are reading, watching, listening to, or otherwise experiencing that you'd like to recommend? I mean, let's just say The Mandalorian. You're caught up with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we can't say what happens in it because it is so worth just seeing it organically, right? Yeah. Super fun. It's so well done. And there's Baby Yoda. Do you know who does? uh, I don't think he directs every episode, but he directs at least some of them uh, for The Mandalorian. Werner Herzog? No, Taika Watiti, who did Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, he's also, he voices the uh, the, the droid. droid. The droid that gets, I won't say. The, the, the guild droid. Yeah. Um, so, he's a joy. <laughs> um, yeah. I actually might rewatch The Mandalorian because it's just that good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like most everything Star Wars. I'll watch and rewatch quite a bit. So, that wouldn't be out of character. Um, how did, would you recommend The Rise of Skywalker too? It was, it, it was fine. I enjoyed it. I know that it wasn't like the perfect movie. Um, but I mean, some people like really hate it. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. But sure, it was fun. Yeah. Um, I'm also, it's, I guess it's pop culture it is pop culture it's a classic the count of monte cristo mm-hmm. which i signed on to because it was recommended to me and because he does a revenge mm-hmm. i'm very about the revenge mm-hmm. and i'm on page 374 and he is just getting to the prelude to what i suppose will be the revenge how much more of that book do you have? A lot. It's 850 pages long. <laughs> that is so much book. Oh. It's yeah. fun. I, you know, I'm glad that it's that long. I don't want it to be over. Hmm. I don't have very much patience for reading anymore, which is, which is a shame. But I do want to know what happens with the revenge. Mm-hmm. Because it, in a 10-page span, Monte Cristo basically told the guy I'm here to fuck you up you're gonna Mm -hmm. get wrecked and the guy was like oh shit all right get wrecked I don't really get it but I'll see you (laughs) later 10 pages (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you're enjoying it I am enjoying it uh pop culture for me I um have been watching and I need to find out how to watch more of it without paying any money because there's only so many seasons on Hulu I've been watching a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race oh yeah that's fun um I just saw that there is um what is it untucked the little like after show where they're like dishing on drama 
yeah after, they're backstage yeah <laughs> and i am not like loving drag race for the drama really um although sometimes it is kind of fun um but drama is not really my like favorite thing but i might watch untucked anyway um i just um there are some of the queens who i think are just so fantastic they're funny um, they're great artists. They do wonderful makeup. They make their own clothes, some of them. It's just um, really uh, a treat to see just, like, pretty beautiful things happen um, and have that be so important so I can kind of ignore what's actually important. <laughs> it's, like, it's like these ethereal, like, um, peacocks and flamingos and they dance and they sing and they tell jokes and it's all to just like dazzle and delight people. It's just, it's entertainment. They're humans. I'm not trying to make them seem like actual birds. Um, they're people, (laughs) (laughs) but they're, they're incredible. Um, one other pop culture. I just watched the witcher on Netflix that's and I've, on my next to watch list. So I think you'll probably like it. Um, I liked it. I didn't love it. I also never played the video game, or I guess there were books also. Um, so this is my only exposure to it. Um, I can kind of see elements in the show that seem video game y, like quests and tasks and kind of like bosses and stuff like that. Um, I might be completely wrong with how I'm assessing it and how the game actually functions, but I can kind of see it. Um, You'll probably like it because Henry Cavill has his shirt off quite a bit. Hmm. It's not, he's not my cup of tea. I don't think. I don't think I've seen him in anything or heard of him before. No. What would you have seen him in? I wonder if you may have, and you just didn't realize it. He's been around for a while. That really doesn't mean anything. I know. You don't always have the same pop culture touchstones as everyone. It says he was Superman. Didn't Mm -hmm. see that. He was in the Tudors. Didn't see that. Mission Impossible. Didn't see that. Didn't see Justice League. Didn't see that. Didn't see that. Uh, oh, I saw Stardust, but I don't remember who he was. That's so a long time ago. That movie. Yeah, he must not have had a very big role. Didn't see that. He was in the Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> was he? You still haven't seen that though. You're you're reading the book before you've seen the movies. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when you're done with the book, um, you will you will probably find him very attractive in this show. Oh, I I mean I've seen the previews. I do. Yeah. So, you're welcome. Thank um, you. <laughs> um, other than that, I'm just like catching up on all my YouTube videos, and I watched Jeffrey Star's new house tour for his gigantic mansion. Um, and I, um, simultaneously love it and also think no one person should have that much wealth. So that's a feeling. Mm -hmm. He's so much in that house. 
There's so many bathrooms. There's a gym. There's a spa. There's a room that you can just set up massage tables in. Mm, Too many things. Mm -hmm. It's just too many things. But again, I want it. (laughs) Because that's, we're designed to want things like that. Anyway. Well, um, the next things that we'll be watching and reviewing, and who knows when, (laughs) because who cares? Um, We'll be watching Sex and the City Season 3, Episode 8, called The Big Time. I don't know what that's about, and I don't know if it's about big or if it's something else. Who knows? These titles apparently have nothing to do with the show. So... It says, Charlotte tells the girls she thinks her new love prey may be the one. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, Adventure Time will be on, we're finishing up season three next time. Um, Season three, episode 25 is Dad's Dungeon. Charming. Is that about Marceline? No. Oh, okay. I don't know. And then uh, episode 26 of season three, um, which is the finale, is Incendium. Extremely charming. Okay, so I'm looking forward to those. Yeah, I might actually just watch all of these now and then we can record on the weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've got time. Well, yeah, might as well do something on New Year's Day since they won't let us go to work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do have work I could do remotely, but we're not allowed to. No, you need to take a break too. Eh, whatever it's the middle of the week it's so weird next next year is a leap year so all these holidays are going to fall on fridays no that'll be nice yeah it's going to make so much more sense oh i i couldn't deal with like going to work and then taking time off and then going back to work like that so i just took the first half of each of the last couple weeks off so i didn't have to constantly go back and forth um and I don't know that my way was the right way, but I think I would have gone insane if I did it the other way. So I, I after last year, the last set of holidays, just they made everything so screwy. Mm-hmm. Like if we were trying to do with a skeleton crew a, a full complement of work with half of the people we needed gone. Mm-hmm. So this year, um, been much more, you know, abandon the SLA urgent things are prioritized and then other than that it's just been catch up which for me has been a lot of reading a lot of proposals a lot of things well we do what makes sense we we know what we're doing yeah all right any final thoughts before we say goodbye uh i'm looking forward to hearing what you what you think of dad's dungeon and incendium and I will go ahead and suffer through this episode of Sex in the City. Why not? It'll be over soon. <sighs> well, they always seem like they last so long. I get 10 minutes in and it's just, how oh, is there so much of this left? <laughs> you get 10 minutes into an Adventure Time episode and it's like, how is so much stuff happened? Mm-hmm. And then it's basically over. Mm-hmm. Well... Um, I guess we'll try to record again soon. And until then, thanks so much for listening. And we will see you on the other side. Yep. Bye.